Anyway, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask this. You think Steve Jobs was a was a robot or an alien? You think that's what he was? Uh I think he was an alien or a robot. Then you're a hundred percent. You have a hundred percent conviction on that. Uh, no, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I watched the movie, the, yeah, the Jobs movie, and really, I mean, just fascinating. Like, what, so you you know the story about him going to India, right? Uh, yeah, and an uh, interesting fact about Steve Jobs, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I heard from an article that I'd looked at that the only book that was on his iPad was the autobiography of a yogi. And I thought I might have shared this with you before at his funeral. At his funeral, everybody got a metal plaque, a little metal box, everyone that attended. You open the box, that's the book that was in it. That's what he left everybody at his at his funeral. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And so and so when Steve before him and Wozniak got into that garage and started building the first Apple computer, Steve had spent a year and a half I think in India. Like he went to a college, like left for a second to literally go find spirituality in India, came back and started work on the Apple, the first Apple computer. And I was—I don't know if you knew anything about his travels in India, because that's something I haven't read up or seen, and haven't heard referenced at all. No, I—I I didn't. I—I I knew that, um, you know, George Harrison. Um, he was—he uh, had a super transformative experience in India. And, oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guru that he hung out with, but um, yeah, I mean, he changed uh, in a big way from what what was written about him. So that's what I was thinking about. Cause I'm all, I've been up on this Napoleon Hill think and grow rich stuff all week. Right. Right. And it's, it's come into my life now, like recently. And I was thinking about how the spiritual stuff that we've been working on, or I've been working on and like the clarity and cleaning out my, the me thoughts and the me stuff. That's all that had been going on in my head for a long time is like really, working through that stuff and getting a clear state of mind and it's like entering a space of harmony presence and and contentment just with the day-to-day operations of being and existing where it's like from finally got to this point where i know there's nothing i need there's nothing i want i get to be here and it's dope because of all the work and so i was thinking about this think and grow rich stuff and then i I was thinking about steve jobs in india and what you just shared there's a level of, I think there's a level of, um, and, and Harrison, George Harrison as well, is like when you can integrate yourself with your core, with your essence, with the transcendent things in life, right? Like the ethereal things, the things that really open your heart up to the experience of being. When that is the priority, when that's the prerequisite, all the other stuff is just not as, like it's not, it's just something to do for the sake of doing. It's not like a win or win by all means or need to have. It's just something to spend your time doing. Right. Which is the total different opposite way of how I approached this stuff years ago when I thought like the point was to make it. The point was to succeed. The point was to think and grow rich. 
and I'm reading the book, listening to it, doing the stuff it's suggesting in the book, not caring whether it happens or not. Right. It's just something to do. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't care if it's going to work or not. It's like, it's kind of cool to play with. Yeah, that and that's the that's the thing, dude. Like, I love... I love the word play because it reminds me of being a kid just playing. It reminds me of that youthful time of life where it was literally just everything was play. Everything was was baseball was play, hockey was play, golf was play. In a way, you know, school was I mean, I treated school like a playground, really. It really was. I used to look forward to going back to school. You know, hanging out with with uh, friends on Friday, like you know, you'd play, um, you know, I was in, into sports, so. You start a lemonade stand, you're playing. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Just doing stuff for the sake of doing it and having experiences. And um, and then I think from that place, uh, things would get just really narrow. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, a few episodes ago where, uh, you know, I used to hear from adults that would say, "Hey, keep your youth. And enjoy your enjoy your youth because being an adult is really hard and I heard that it's really tough too. and 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 so that those are the things that sort of permeated me. And in all honesty, over the last several years, being an adult has been easy. I mean, it's it's reinvigorated my desire to experience and to play and to uh yeah just kind of not coast but you know what i mean like just just enjoy each day yeah you have full agency in your participation in this thing yeah and i think that's kind of what you're talking about but it's like it's re reigniting What's interesting because it's it's we were talking we outside we were talking outside yoga just so everyone knows we do yoga we fucking do yoga yeah just so you know and you're still a member and I'm a member <laughs> still I've got my stretch on we got our stretch on today yeah we do yoga <laughs> what do you yeah get? more more dudes need to do yoga <laughs> yeah um, so anyway uh, we were talking outside the yoga yoga I want to call it a gym it's not really a gym though. Is it a, no, is I wouldn't it? consider it a, a gym. What would we call it? Yo- the yoga ashram? Is, it's not an ashram. No, it's just a really like high-tech wood floor <laughs> with some mirrors and heat, like infrared heat. <laughs> yes. Kind of all that is. That's pretty much it. There's some cylinder blocks in the middle to keep the roof up. Yeah. I mean, there's not much really happening it's no there's really cold s- towels at the end which are really nice those are great yeah they just they reintroduce those man that i i wouldn't i don't know if i would go if they didn't have the cold yeah, towels. soaked in essential oils <laughs> oh yeah anyway so we're outside yoga doing what yo, what yo bros do talking about the issues i didn't even know where i was going to go with this keep going yeah i know i had something i wanted to bring up but now that we're reimagining the state of yoganess i didn't i lost it i have no idea do you have any idea like the context? <laughs> no. God damn it. No. It was so something important I wanted to discuss. Oh, here we go. Got it. Got uh, it. It came back. Came back. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I, uh, okay. So this, uh, we were talking outside the yoga mat. By the way, we do yoga. If you haven't, I'm just kidding. I was talking, we were talking outside yoga. All right, move I, on, please. We were talking, I will. We last, I was trying to reflect because I just finished editing the last week's episode and I was trying to reflect what has occurred in my life to discuss since last week's episode, right? And there's nothing that's really came to mind other than this Napoleon Hill stuff and this, and these, a couple new books I'm reading about introducing ways of thinking and believing into my subconscious. So it seems like all the work for these last nine weeks we've done has done a, we've been doing has done a great job of clearing me and bringing me and grounding me in the moment, in presence, in experience. It's done a great job of that. And so this last week, it seems, because nothing has really been arising in, in regards to some struggle or difficulty or issue that I may have had to work through, I've been introducing, and I want to use the word a, a diet, a new diet of things to facilitate a point of view and a way of approaching um the world, including myself, in hopes of facilitating growth. So up until this point, these discussions for me has been about how to get out of my own way to grow. Right. Now this week, it's been like introducing nutrients or the diet to help the growing process. Sure. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Is yeah, like, it makes total sense. So there's like this, uh, it, there's this, it's, it's really like a, it's a, it's a dance in a way because there's this, there's this thing that happens where, uh, once I, once I clean up the old shit, once I clean up the old garbage, that's sort of creating this chaotic life, like day-to-day living is sort of crazy and it's maybe not crazy externally, but it's just sort of crazy in my mind and it's crazy emotionally and it's crazy, uh, even spiritually. And, um, you know, once that sort of gets, gets cleaned up and I can kind of dump the stuff that doesn't, doesn't serve me. Like I can't, it's just useless shit really. Then all of a sudden there's this curiosity of being open to uh, something new. So being open to new bits of information and being open to new bits of, uh, right, I can start to see like other people and other, uh, I mean, I, I love to, I'm a reader. So like other, like other authors or other um, tapes or other like it, it's just it's just an uh, an otherness right and then i'm interested in it i'm i'll start to i'll start the i'll take action on the interest and start reading the book or start playing with uh you know some sort of meditation maybe or whatever right and the, the the thing that happens is like then the for me at least the that rebuild begin starts to begin again so then there's some new stuff and it's interesting and it, I'm curious and I start playing with it and then all of a sudden it'll come to a head at some point and then I might start to feel similar to where I was when I w- when I first got curious or interested in new stuff and there's this 
it's almost like a big circle, right? Of like emptiness, like mental emptiness. And then the curiosity starts seeing new things, new bits of information, new things that I'm, I'm interested in. And it goes all the way back around to where I shit can the stuff that doesn't serve. And then the process begins again. Hmm. So that, that explains why I've been having some concerns these last 24, 32 hours. Yeah. About what? Well, the fear, I guess some level of fear that I'm going to forget some of the habits and the techniques that have got me this far, that I'll lose myself in, in the new. And, and, and Yeah. 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 So the thing about it is, is that, and this has been the fun fun part for me, is that once the 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 simple framework is in place, then all of that other stuff just falls into it. Mm. And then it's cast out and then it falls into it again and it's cast out and then I end up developing a deeper level of of depth like there's a deeper level of of understanding and um, I can continue to recognize the inf- right uh, in it's uh it's in a playful nature it's in a nature of of just spontaneity and curiosity and creativeness and Right. Like that's when I can really be in this place of flow. Right. And it's weird. And it's interesting because some of the techniques of the disciplines that I started with when we started this have been simplified. Used yeah. to be a lot of effort. And I had to like it was took time and effort to get to figure out. And now it's simplified. Yeah. What used to take me 30 minutes in the morning now takes me five minutes. Right. Right. Huh. And I start to I start to grow. I start to develop. I mean, I had a situation today, and uh, I love the sun. I am a total sun guy. I love being out in the sun, and um, I always go and grab a like a sandwich, like a what are they like the the boar's head sandwiches? The it's a type of uh, turkey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Assorted meats by Boarhead. Yeah, Boar, shout out to Boar's Head. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, no free ads. Right. <laughs> but like, so I go over and I grab like a bag of chips and a, like a juice and um, a sandwich. And uh, I have lunch. And then today, especially this, this time of year, I'll literally just grab a table and sit there. And... Um, yeah, man, it's so cool because I just, it was such a beautiful day today and the sun was out and I just sat at this table and just chilled. And I literally just started listening to the birds. I started listening to people talk, like not listening to them talk, but just hearing the sound of the voice and totally plugged into what was taking place like right now. In And because I've practiced that for a while now, it just, I'm able to, I'm able to move out of this this mental fog and tap into just what's going on now. The isness. The isness, yeah. And it's it's literally like a switch. It's just a just a, a switch, and I can go there uh, consciously. I can go there from a place of choice rather than a place of happenstance. And 
it's just really cool. Like, I mean, it, it's a really fun feeling to be totally immersed in the in what's taking place. Mm. Um, and the point of reference, though, is that when I first started practicing that stuff and playing with it, I mean, it was a fucking challenge, dude. Like, I mean, it was... I literally was like, oh, man, like, I mean... My mind just kept running and running oh, yeah. and running and running and running. Yeah. And now for 30 minutes during lunch, I can just, I can just uh, check in. Yeah. And that's the, but, and that's in in relationship to the circle I'm talking about. Right. Because but that's because that's been habitualized. Now there's just new things being added to your ride, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that process becomes simpler and simpler and simpler and simpler. Whereas I don't have to chase, I don't have to go down the rabbit hole as far. So I consider myself, I consider myself a scientifically inclined agnostic man. Okay, yeah. I consider myself a man of, you know, I'm going to, you know, I want to, I want to play both sides of the coin. Kind of like how we started this. I know that for every yin, there's a yang. Yes. And I'm not interested in, in, like, I want to know the truth, right? Like, I want to know, I want to be grounded, and I, and I don't want to lean too far in any direction. So I'm, so I'm reading these books, right, this week. One of them is called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And this shit is talking about how our mind and our thoughts can heal ourselves and raise the energy of those around us. And then I got this Napoleon Hill in my other ear saying, Literally, see yourself succeeding, know you're succeeding, and everyone around you is succeeding. There is no doubt. Eliminate and eradicate doubt. Yeah. And up until this point, I've been a man of both sides being like, I'm aware that everything could fucking fail and I'm okay with it. And it could also work, but who knows? And so now I'm shifting into this, like we were talking about earlier, like this idea that like if I'm going to be here on this planet and I'm going to have a point of view and a perspective, why don't I have a perspective of this shit's going to work out and you're sick, you're getting better. Yeah. That's kind of, that's where I'm at. Like I want to know your thoughts on that. It's like I got, you know, friends that like a buddy called me and said he can't go jogging in the mountains because his leg is still injured. And this is like fucking, it's been a month, three weeks. He's been given the same excuse why he can't jog. And on the phone, I was like, no dude, your, your leg is healing. It's healing. You will be ready to go on the mountain, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to listen to this again. Like yeah. your legs healing. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's how it, um, so, I mean, like on a, on a, in my, in my life, I had this, uh, this stuff in my head, in my mind that like, I was a sick person. I'm a sick person. I'm a sick person. Right. Cause that's the stuff that's being, being said to me, right. There's something wrong with Peter. You know, he's not, not behaving in school and he's not, you know, he's, whatever, right? Like blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's being put at me, right? But the whole thing is I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I need label after label after label. And I've, I lived, I lived like that all, all for the longest time. Like I'm just, I'm just sick. Then all of a sudden something happened and I recognized that 
I'm no longer sick. I'm getting well. Like I'm getting well. I'm moving on the path of wellness. This sick stuff, I'm not sick anymore. I'm I'm getting well. And that was a big, big shift because for years I had fallen into the trap that I was sick. And I'd walk around like, well, that's just what sick people do. And I used to justify it for, you know, behavior that I wasn't interested in doing, you know. Oh, he can't commit, you know. Well, I'm sick. You know, I I have a detachment disorder, right? Or whatever, like, just, there was always some form of rationalization and justification for whatever I was fucking doing. And it all came back to, I'm just a sick guy, right? And then all of a sudden, when I moved into this place of, saying, you know what, I'm fucking done with that. I'm done with this sick shit. I'm done being told I'm sick. I'm done listening to all of this fucking garbage. Because it's, I just keep having the same similar life experiences time after time after time after time. And most importantly, I don't like myself in any of them. In any of them. I'm getting well. Walking towards wellness. I started doing well things, like my ideas of well things, right? I started eating well. I started being physically active. I cut out the smoking. I started doing things that would benefit wellness, right? Treating yourself kinder. Well, not even, fuck that. I didn't even, like, (laughs) I didn't even, that wasn't, I didn't even care about that. I just started getting well. And as a result of being well and having that paradigm shift, there just was nothing, I, there was no, uh, there was, it was the only way. There was, I had to be, I had to treat myself well. And it just started happening and happening and happening. And here we are several years down the road and I'm still getting well. Right. I'm not sick anymore. I'm not this, you know, like, I'm not a, a fucking sick person. I'm getting well. Right. Right. Now, like right now, I'm not, it's not, I'm going to get well in the future. I'm getting well now, like right now. So the, the trippy, the, the trippy part about the mind is when I start to say that I have succeeded or I am succeeding, right? In whatever realm or area that I'm aiming at. My mind will start to vision will start to create an expectation of that. In the past, that's what has occurred. That's not what's happening now. That's why, like, I, I just want to I want to understand this whole positive thinking thing and positive interfacing and reacting to life. Going, I'm going to grow out with people. We're growing and healing outwards now. I'm not interested in if you're sick, and I and I know you're sick. Like we can be sick for a little bit, but we're on our way to wellness. Yes. So like, but this, but this positive thinking attribute to it, which is to some extent, because I've utilized this in the past and it started, it was like a me thing. It was attached to who I was rather than just being something that I served my mind and my body as a form of. Yeah. It's a selfish. Yeah. It feels selfish. It can feel self like self-absorbed, right? Yeah. But really, it's but really it's about like it just seems to be about like reinforcing 
uh, of, 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 of frequency that is operating in efforts of improving, not improving, that's a bad word, but realizing potentiality. Budding, budding the, the, be, the beingness of what you're capable of doing. It's like saying like, I could go into like, it's, it's, it's the thing with like, I guess I used to do this when I played football, but like I used to watch a shitload of film. So I'd be watching the offensive tackles I was going up against for a whole week leading up to the game. Right. And before the games and during the games and during practice, I would literally visualize in my mind what I would do, especially in the locker room before the game. I would just think and play these plays out in my head before I ever got out there on the field. Right. And so in my mind, I'd already seen myself sacking the quarterback a bunch of times. And then I'd go out on the field and sack the quarterback. Yep. That's what it feels like. It's like that's the type. Of, it did, It wasn't because I'm Adam Abramowitz or I'm the type of guy that sacks the quarterback. It was just I want to do so. I want to do that. That's what I want to do. Right. And yeah, I don't know. That's that's where I see the power and the the power and the positive influence of this of this way of thinking and visualization in my downtime. Like because this is the, I'm sorry I'm I'm ranting. No, here, no, this is I'm, great. It's it's been such it's been such an uphill climb to this point dealing with all the discrepancies and self-induced thinking that I've been I've been having to observe and watch die off. It's been like rope doping like Muhammad Ali with all my bullshit for so long. Right. I finally have this space now like I'm a, I've, I've somehow cleared it. I've cleared those clouds, you know. I've got this space that I'm that I'm going through and it's like well, let's what am I going to put in since I'm not combating all the stuff that was trying to bring me down that was arising from within me trying to bring me down since i've gotten some clarity and some clearance and some and some separation from it now it's like i've got this open space it's like well let's introduce this yeah yeah so i have to take a look at it and go well okay if you're how do you how do you want to experience or how, how would you like to experience it and then go about it in a way that um, allows me to start moving Right. In this in the, in movement you create relations and connections and you bump in and out of potential problems or failures. Yeah. And those and that's what Napoleon was getting at this week was getting at like the failures are the mecha- are the uh, are the movements of, of eventual success. Like essentially your failure is actually a good thing because it's getting you closer to the success you're seeking. That's the Thomas Edison a thousand experiments to get the light bulb essentially. Right. A thousand failures to get a light bulb. Right. And in this in I guess in the realm of awareness or mental well being that that I just described, that's also in the internal game as well, is when these negative or challenging thoughts and emotions arise, that's the opportunity to fall forward. Yes. Yeah. And I never looked at it that way. I ne- and then I never looked at it as being like, I can actually have this point of view. You know, like we're talking about politics. We're talking about the news media and culture and society. Everyone's got a stance. Everybody's got an angle. Yeah. Everyone's just being a human. Yeah. And so like. So it, for me, it's not necessarily a failure. It's more of an experience. And I have to ask myself, is this an experience that you'd like to recreate? Or is this an experience that you'd like to you'd like to do and if i can ask that question then all of a sudden i i stay open to all of the other ways to do it 
Yeah, that's uh, that's a way better way of the failure word is bad. It's like the things that things that don't work. Yeah, I know what work. it's saying. I know yeah. what, I know what it's uh, saying. I know, but just to play off what you're what you're saying is is the issue is because I I don't have any. I I was trying to look back because I, I was hearing the word a lot, trying to figure out where have I failed because like, I haven't failed enough. But it's like that's not what it, we're talking. That's not what it really is. Yeah. See, and I I I looked at that in my in my own experience because I said well. There's no, I don't believe that it's possible to fail. No, I don't think so either. And in a way, I don't believe that it's possible to succeed. I think it's possible to experience. I think it's possible to experience. So I think, and and I think it's possible to recognize when things aren't working. Yeah. And what you're saying there is that I'm not having the experience I'm interested in. I'm, I'm also saying is the experience I thought I was interested in doesn't seem to want to work. Right. And then I can pivot. Yeah. Well, I can or I or <laughs> I have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> sure. Sure. But and that's but, but that's the beauty of it. That's yeah. the, that's the part of the that's part of the whole thing. That's the dance. Yeah. And it keeps me uh, in a place of relative neutrality. Keeps me in a place of uh, humility and gratitude and um you know positivity if you want to say that it keeps me in a place of choice it keeps me in a place of creation it keeps me in a place that hey i'm not pigeonholed this really isn't the deal i don't have to keep doing this i don't have to live this way i don't have to listen to this i don't have to right i get to take ownership and take responsibility and that's one of the the common things that you've seen with any creative person any creative person and the the interesting thing about, you know, you, well, you'll say like, oh, that person was really successful. Well, they're just super, they just created. And we had this conversation when you were sharing me with me, uh, you know, that you'd started reading Napoleon Hill. And I always found it as, just completely astonishing how people would um, create something on a large scale and then that would fall. It would, the creation would cease to exist and then they would do it again. Right. And then it would fall again and then they would do it again. And like the same type of person is always involved in creating and they're always doing something. Right. And uh, I mean, you saw the movie uh, Ray Kroc. Yeah. The McDonald's. Movie. That's a great Napoleon Hill example. Yeah. Right. Because here's a guy that, you know, you're worthless and you're this and you're that. And like, you know, he's trying f- 50 different tried to create 50 different whatever it was 50 is just an arbitrary number but a bunch of ways to try to make money for himself 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. and then all of a sudden he kept going and kept going and kept going and he didn't sell out he didn't you know turn it in he just kept going and kept creating and kept pivoting and kept you know like trusting that there was something that was going to come his way that made sense and granted he did some things that were probably not morally and ethically uh sound solid Right. Like I, I probably, I wouldn't personally feel comfortable doing any of that stuff, but that was for him to decide, not me. Right. And all of a sudden he ended up experiencing what it was that he was interested in creating from the beginning. It just took all of this different, but it, it never lost. He never let, he never let go of the, of the, of the creative process. Of the aim of what he was working towards. Yeah. And the, and that it's a good learning lesson because I think that that, sort of um that sort of framework can be utilized in life just in life in general 
So the, the, the problem that I've come into a lot, and this relates to Alan Watts a good bit, is there's been so many times I've been, I'm able to shut my, my, my um, critical brain off when I listen to Watts because it's just what he's saying makes me feel better. And it just, it's a nice melody to, to listen to and, and to recognize because he's, he's not wrong what he's saying. He's saying some beautiful things and he's honoring the, I guess the, I guess the phenomenon of, of, of being the phenomenon of existence it's and the, the flow of life. Like he's honoring these things and it's been tough because I always run into this problem. And, and when I start to try to express something that I feel is a positive point of view or a good way of looking at things, there's a part of me that just knows how it does not apply to everything. And there's like a me that wants to be able to, say this is what it is but then i you know it's you could listen to watts lectures but but still be dying of a life-threatening illness or like there's some serious pain and suffering and not good shit out there that positive thinking cannot overcome you know what i mean so it's like it's a weird thing like having to come to terms with you know accepting that that's not in my personal experience right now and i it's not my responsibility to think or feel for others who may be in different spots but just go ahead and let it rip anyway that's new for me right so how are you how are you handling that i'm that's what that's why i wanted to talk about this with you today because i wanted to get your perspective on it because uh, I haven't. I, I don't know how I'm handling it yet. I, I'm. I've just started dabbing my toes. Toes in it. Like, like I said, like. A friend of mine says that she's sick, and her son is sick, and I'm empathetic and I'm listening, but I'm I'm choosing to believe she's healing and her son is healing right now. Yeah. And like that's my my attitude. That's my point of view. I recognize that we're all gonna die. And it, and it sucks to be sick and it's painful, but we're getting better. That's what I'm cho- like. That's the approach I want to choose. Yeah. So for me, when it comes to other people, um, I do everything I possibly can to one, be available and to send thoughts of healing and empathy compassion and understanding in any situation like i've had a situation this week where it's not really mine but i've been been experiencing a a really good friend of mine who is going through a a challenging uh time with substance right and i'm well aware that there's really nothing i can do it is a total place of powerlessness and I see a family that's in pain, and I see uh, a little su- a little kid that doesn't have access to his father right now, right? And like, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel that because I do, I do feel that. And um, but on the other side, it it isn't my life. It's it's not that that stuff is isn't. I'm not experiencing that on my day to day basis. So. I have to ask myself, well, you know, what is it that I can do? And what I can do is I can be available. I can be available to my friend. I can be available to his wife. I can be available to maybe help out and, like, do what I can to to um, 
not make it go away, but like to be supportive of it, non-judgmental, right? Seek understanding and show up in that way rather than try to fix it or rather than, because look, there's just nothing that it just can't, it's, it, it's just a total place of powerlessness. Everything is so far out of our control. Yeah. It's it's a total place of com- it's a place of complete powerlessness. But that's the thing is though when you see the when you when you're on the shore and you see your boats are burning and there's no backwards to go, the bur- the boats are on fire. It's like you got a choice: are we going to charge forward and move forward, or are we going to keep looking at the boats burning? Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, whatever will happen will ha- is going to happen. It, it's just the nature of it's just the nature of of existence it's just it you know it happens i've i've had friends commit suicide hmm. right i've had friends overdose um i had a a, a roommate uh, a friend that uh, that was i was trying to help the guy wanted to be helpful so i opened my home up to him you know and he um I had to make a really, really difficult decision there, right? And it was a it, it was a gut wrenching decision, and that decision was I had to get him, I had to ask him to leave. And I love this guy; he's a great younger, he's just a kid, and he was here on his own. And like, I op- I let him stay. I didn't charge him any rent, and I was just trying to be as helpful as I possibly could there, right? Because I saw the pain and I knew how hard it was, and um, you know, I I could feel what he was going through and a year and a half later puts a needle in his arm and he's gone he's gone and the uh it it was it was painful man like i mean it 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 it, that stuff's that situation stung me you know and i had to recognize that i'm not responsible for that not responsible for the guy's life. I did the best I could to, to give him as much love as I possibly could, to show him as show him that I cared about his life and did everything I possibly could in my power to be helpful. I there's, there's nothing I can do about that. I couldn't keep a needle. I couldn't keep the needle out of his arm. And um, was I sad? Yeah, I felt sadness, but I also had the awareness that it was his life. It was his gift. It was his experience. And who am I to sit there and th- and think that um, I have to get in the way of someone experiencing their lo- their life? I mean, it could have happened. Th- that that scenario could have happened to me. I mean, I was a uh, I was a rough alcoholic. I was a rough drinker, man. Like I'd been in really precarious situations where that I, I could have been gone, and there wasn't anybody. That could save me from that. That could save me from those scenarios. I know you have experiences like that too, right? And like, it's the same thing with. For me, it's the same thing with an illness. It's the same thing with a, with a cancer. It's the same thing with. There's just nothing I can do except be available and be there, hmm. right? And be as helpful as I can. Hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not my life. No, I'm not experiencing that in my life, so I don't have any. There's, I, I, I've never experienced it. And in a way, 
when I see that type of pain and I see that type of hurt, like I, I would rather have it be me. Mm. Right. Like I'd give it to me so that this person can, can live. I'll take it. Yeah. Cause I can handle it. Yeah. I'm okay with death. I'm okay with, with, um, with that stuff. It, I, you know, I, I'm grateful to be alive, but there have been times, um, and I'll say this um, at night sometimes. I'm like, look, uh, I've had a great run, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This has been a this has been a great thing. I have experienced the depths of despair and blackness and darkness, and I don't know if it could get any darker. It probably could, but I was there. And then I've also experienced a lot of peace and a lot of serenity and a lot of clean living and a lot of fun things and have experienced a lot of stuff during that, during those times. And I'm okay with that. Like the mere fact that I don't have to live the way that I was living, like, and I just got to, even if it was just like a year or like six months of just peace and serenity, fucking great. I'm anything that like anything that happens is gravy for me. And I'm, I'm resigned to that. I am, I am okay. I am okay if, if my time walking around is over. That's okay. If, as long as, you know, I keep waking up another day, I have the attitude of just wanting to see where it goes. That's, I mean, that's literally all it is. <laughs> and so when somebody is experiencing that type of pain and illness, dude, put it, I, I, I would take it if I could. I would, I would take it, you know? Hmm hundred percent so that that person could keep living. Mm. Um, but I have to be careful that I don't, you know, interject myself, like get in, into the middle of it because yeah, it's, it's a tough call because, it, but it's not my life. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it makes total sense. I mean, it's like, like I felt it was my responsibility for the longest time to create things like this to essentially what it seems, what, what, what had happened with all the rap music and the writing, and the podcasting and all that stuff was I was self-flagellating and self-harming myself to try and shoulder the burden of those I'd lost or people that we were losing. I felt like it did get, because I, I understand and, and have lived in the darkness. I felt like it was my responsibility to carry that with me for yeah. honoring the pain of others that like I needed to be in pain to, to prove that I understood. Right. Yeah. So I'm with you. I totally understand and yeah. totally yeah, and just totally, you know, it's... And I would be absolutely lying if I said that wasn't still with me. I would be absolutely lying, like, that I don't experience, like, I don't remember that darkness. And I don't I don't have a piece of me that is still rooted in that type of despair. Because it's, for me, it's fucking there. Yeah, it's always there. The difference is, is that... I don't have to, I don't have to stay in that. No. And it's, it's, that's what's so interesting because this took a turn and it's really good because I think, I think what it does is it, it bring, it levels one, one out and it grounds one 
into into deeper into a deeper cognizance of the spectrum of life like it's positive thinking is all well and good but don't forget the fact that there that there's serious suffering going on like that is actually more worthy of breath the fact that there's suffering and it's occurring right now not not about be in this room but we know it's out there being aware of that allows allows a cleaner breath right now for some reason yeah and i feel that every night before i go to bed i feel it every single night and i always say some sort of prayer for the person that is in complete and utter pain Mm. this is all new to me i started this week i started praying for people that were sick and stuff never done that ever it's been like two days in a row i've done it yeah i've never done it i thought it was bullshit i thought it was I don't know. I'm just like, it sounds so lame. I've always thought it sounded lame. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And then when I would, people would say it to me, I'd be like, eh, why don't you, I'd rather you just say thinking about you, you know, like, I don't need your God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And yeah. like, for me, again, like I'm not a, I am not a religious person in any stretch of the imagination. There's, I'm not, I'm not religious in any capacity. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, if we're changing the terminology, that I would say you and I are extremely religious in our own way. Yeah, in, you, in if, your, yeah, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the construction of religion. I'm talking about like the, the whited beard guy that you know, like I'm gonna, I'm sinning and I'm going to hell. Like I'm talking about that religion. Yeah, I'm not talking about the actual relationship with 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 power. Right. And that's what's interesting about the word prayer. It's, I still use it because I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, me either. But it's but it's like I'm I'm having to wrestle with the guy I was for 33 years. Yeah, who always heard that word and went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I know. It's like you know you you were you grew up Jewish, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and I so I grew up in the in the Lutheran Church essentially, and. Uh, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies all the time. Like it just—it was so. I was, so, I was like, yeah, my, like prayer. Um, now it's, it's not, it's not prayer in that sense. It's prayer and conversation. It's a conversation. It's a, it's, it's a commun, it's a communication. Where like I will have a conversation or I will have a, a communication with. I don't even know what it is, but it's. It's just the whole thing. It's just, I mean, it's just the, right? Like, that's what I'm communicating with, right? I'm communicating with the thing that brought me out of it. Like, how this whole th- thing happens, right? So, it seems to me that prayer is as a, as a form of orientation and an actionable orientation because... Every day I get on Facebook and it shows me a memory from a year ago or two years ago. And every day, like this morning specifically, it showed me a video that I produced last year at this time. And I'm watching this thing and there's no way in hell I was able to do what what that video did. Yet it was me on the camera. I know I did all the editing. I know I picked out all the dumb pictures that popped up in it because it was stoops. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like... If I were to sit here right now and say I wanted to do something like that, I wouldn't be able to. 
So there's some underlying super subconscious that gives and allows things to be created in the time and space that they can be, and it's not under my jurisdiction, necessarily. Like, it's not really up to me. Like, if I'm going to operate with the flow and the change and the growth of life as it unfolds, the, the form my creativity takes, like, it's, it's like, how can I sit in front of a bunch of people yesterday, bug test the software, know where the thing needs to evolve, and make plans for it and deliver it to the engineers? Right. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know how I knew what to do in that moment yesterday. It just, it just, it just arose. Experience. Experience. It's experience in like the challenge of, I I I, I had to write a bio today. I had to write a bio to this 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 company that I want to work with, and they wanted me to give them like 500 words on me, essentially, with a with a picture. Right. And I had to write, and I wrote out what it is. Like what? What? Who am I? What have I done? You know. And there was one sentence that popped up that I haven't thought about in a while. And it was literally, because when I got sober, what happened for me was I figured out what I was afraid of and I moved towards it. That's all I did. That's If you, I had to sum up my sobriety until the, the crushing despair and defeat of existential pain, yeah. three years of pure, like we're still, we're getting out of it finally. Like it's, we're finally getting out of it, you guys. This is great. <laughs> But if I had to sum up my entire journey up until that point, it was like I I I figured out what I was afraid of and moved towards it. Right. And so it's it's I don't know, I just it's just when I think about what was able to occur yesterday and what occurred in that video a year ago, it's that it's that it's that aliveness you feel when you're putting yourself in a position of unknowing and a position of risk and in a, in a, in a position of challenge of having to figure something out, having an idea and, and wanting to see where it goes. Yes. Yes. That is, and that really is the foundation of faith. Right? It's the foundation of faith. And uh, prayer or communication is, for me, that's just that's just faith. That's just having having a conversation and putting it out there because i i like i don't know if you read um if you've ever read the autobiography of a yogi halfway through it well there's a really really powerful chapter about thought and the vibration of thought and how that how that works right and i don't understand like i I don't know it, but I experience it, right? And so if you want to call it God or you want to call it power, like whatever label anybody wants to put on it, like it doesn't matter to me, but that's what I'm talking about. Like when I'm in in communication, I'm I'm sending out a vibration into the into the world, into the Ether? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, it's just sending it out there. And I don't know where it goes or what happens, but I'm a huge believer in thought, and I'm a huge believer in communication, like, and in prayer. It's sending it out. And so, like, when I'm, when I have my moments of prayer, 
It's literally putting it out there saying, look, if there is anybody or anything that I can, I can be helped, like, and it's always rooted in the pain stuff. It's always rooted in the suffering and the, 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 like that, that gut wrenching place of immobility, like not being able to move, like so knotted up and so sick and so dark and so crazy that like, I can't move. Like I send it out to those people. If I can ever be helpful, if I can ever be, uh, some sort of light or if I can ever be some sort of just whatever, like I'll, I'll do what I can, like, like show me where I could, where I can, where I can be helpful there. Like, so that, that's my thing. And so Yogananda's book though, right? Like this, this, this pair, this chapter on thought, they start talking about the, the radio. Have you read that yet? When he talks about the guy that invented it from India, or helped, pe- or come up with the technology, or pro- or projected it, or yeah, well, so visualized that, it. Yeah, no, that that guy. But then, but then they start talking about how, like, when the radio was introduced in India, the mystical population more or less was like, well, yeah, of course. All you're doing is just picking up on frequency. You're just picking up on vibrations that already exist and then project. You've created a contraption, more or less, to project those vibrations and frequencies out of a speaker, out of a mechanical thing. But they didn't, some of those people didn't need that. (laughs) Yeah. Because they were already picking up on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember. They were already picking up, you know, they were so in tune to whatever the, whatever this is. Yeah. That they didn't have to. And so I looked at that and was like, well, that must explain how I can have a thought about somebody and then five minutes later they call me. Right. Because, and it's not happenstance. It's not just a lucky, like, flip of the coin. Right. It just happens in an uncanny, like, it has to be, there has to be something there. And I was like, sometimes I'll ask when that happens, I'll be like, hey, dude, like, were you... uh when were you th- when did you think of me? It was like like 3 minutes ago. And that's when I picked it up. Wow, yeah, that happens, right? And I used to throw that off as being like, oh, that's just lucky or whatever, coincidental. But it's not. It's not. And so that's where I started to see that if I can put that out there, somebody might pick up on it and, you know, it could be helpful. Maybe. Well, so so what that, I guess what this kind of speaks to is an underlying ocean of happening that, that wants to occur through our bodies or the mechanisms of our being, internalized as thoughts presented as someone calling you, right? In, yes. Inside to out. Yep. And so, in essence, what these prayers or these focused conversations or, I guess musings for the betterment of others right and also and also like with the to tie in with the napoleon hill stuff is visualizing and in playing with the the idea of success arriving and like and 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 being that which you you are creating in the underlying ocean of consciousness of beingness right we've got our dna that is untapped 
yeah. that the potentiality of our DNA, and I read this in some book somewhere, and I think it was a Peterson lecture or something where Peterson was going off about how the the uh, the full measure of a man or a woman or a person is in the stretching of their potentiality. They're not going to realize it until they put themselves in a position for it to be realized. Yes. In essence, that we have this underlying ocean of possibility riding and, and flowing us through us around us. Yeah. And so when you do the prayer and when you do the, 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 the thinking and, and the visualizing, you're actually, it's actually giving yourself the opportunity for these things to be unlocked when otherwise they wouldn't. Right. I'd, I'd either be in sickness, I'd be in the future, I'd be in the past. I'd be all wrapped up about where, who, and what I am. Right. It's like, get all that shit out of the way. Luckily, been able to get most of that shit out of the way up until this point. Yeah. So now it's like, well, let's fucking play with this shit. Like, yes. Yes. So let me ask you about this. So, and I wanted, I wanted to ask you this. This was one of the things that came up this week. Yeah. Because I relate to this, and it had me. And when we talked on the phone earlier this week, afterwards it had me. I had to look at myself. Okay. Because you gave me a perspective on me that I've never been on the other end of. Okay. What was? It? I don't even know what it is. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know either. <laughs> so when you told me that you that you went out to the US Open but it got rained out and you were going to play and you were going to Yeah, you were going to play. And uh and you said it like it was not like no big deal at all. Like it wasn't that like it wasn't anything. It was just like saying, "Yeah, I had to go to the grocery store." Right. <laughs> but you literally told me that you were at the U.S. Open to play, to get on. The, yeah, to go the through thing. the qualifying process. To go through the yeah. qualifier, right? Yeah. Right. And so when I'm hearing that, I'm thinking that's the coolest fucking shit ever. How could a person? How could I not know this? Like, yeah. how could I not? This is awesome. Right. But to you, it was just the same as if you were going to get a haircut. But the haircut got rained out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like there was no difference. <laughs> it was like, yeah, what's what's how's your day going? Oh, it's going pretty good. You know, like uh, was that the U.S. Open earlier? Got rained out. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Hold on, dude. What do you mean? Yeah. So what? Um, what do you have a, like a question or is that <laughs> like what? That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a question. I wanted to share how it affected me. Is what it was. Yeah, how how did it affect you? We're gonna figure it out. Okay. I've been doing that for years. The things that I do is not in like it's not like whether the fact that I got to perform on stage or be on the radio or any of that shit like that doesn't. When people ask me how your day's going or what's happening, I don't share it. Right. And uh, my mom gets on me about it. Friends get me on get on me about it because they want to know those things. Sure, they want to be excited. They want to be involved. Right. But for me, and I've tried to explain it to my mom, is like if I start to value that thing as being more of an more of an adventure than the grocery store, all of a sudden my moment by moment experience is out of whack. Yeah. All of a sudden, I've got a measurement or a value system to the things I do. Right. 
Does that make sense? Is, does that make sense as to why it doesn't come up for you? Like, yeah, I, I mean, like to be honest with you, that's really like most things. Like, I, I don't have um, that level of thrillfulness when it comes to my life. It's just more of an inner joy. It's just more of a, it's an inner experience. I just enjoy the, I enjoy playing in golf tournaments and I enjoy competing and I don't, I don't look at it as a, I used to, you know, I used to think that like everybody should ask me and uh, now it's more of my thing. It's sort of like I've shared this with some friends where I feel as if you ever go to that house and the whoever owns the house like it might be a family and they've got a like a golden retriever that's 14 15 years old just chilling on the porch yeah and it's you just walk up the stairs and you look at the golden retriever and go over and pet it and it just doesn't move it's just but you can tell that it's enjoying being petted (laughs) yeah but there's no real like there's no real reaction it's just a chilled out 14 year old golden retriever that's you know had a great run and just enjoying everything as it comes <laughs> yeah so that that was sort of because I, I that was sort of I the feeling that the thought that I had about what's happened in my life golf for instance is a I mean I'm a I'm like a 20 year old golden retriever there I mean I, I just it's fun and it's exciting for me and I enjoy the process of I enjoy the training process and I enjoy the practice and I enjoy I enjoy playing that I enjoy the practice of all of that stuff um, and if someone wants to talk about it like I'm happy to to talk about this situation but like in that the fact is I mother nature had a completely different idea than the rest of the tournament that day and I teed off in a fucking tornado <laughs> <laughs> so this is so this is this is really cool because i was so excited like this i get my you're finding out that just hearing it from you and knowing that's that's where you were at and the potential of that made me so excited and i got a buddy named luke who luke neeland who uh ufc fighter right and i was goading his ass forever wanting him to get back in the ring because i want to watch him succeed that's why i want to see you on the tour i want to watch you fucking play with the champions dude which is really cool yeah but like it's so interesting because i enjoy that like i enjoy being excited for you and luke and my buddy dave who's thinking about moving to arizona but for some reason like you just shared i can't seem to do it for myself and um I don't see anything wrong with that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I, I'm enthusiastic and excited for other people's experiences. Like when I see someone that's happy or excited or interested or curious, like I really love that. Um, I love asking people about themselves and I love asking, you know, questions about them and, not only listening, but learning and being there to help someone else. And 
if someone else wants to be interested in my life and, and, and reciprocate, that's great. Like that's really cool. And I, I appreciate it immensely, but it's, it's my thing. And I'm, I feel good about it for me. And so I've never, I don't feel like I have any, I'm not interested in tooting my own horn, if you will. I'm not interested in like, like going there with that. Um, in, in really anything, I mean, in, in, in really anything, I, I enjoy it in my own inner, inner world. I enjoy it in my own inner, inner self. And, you know, it's like that one day, for instance, I'd, I'd had some issues physically with my body and I had to put a program in place to continue, you know, to get the, the body moving properly and functioning properly. And, and I knew, I know how to do that, but I had to, you know, every night, man, it's 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour, every night, every night, every night, same thing. Two weeks before it, right? I've got to get the driver organized. I've got to get the putting sorted out. I've got to get, right? Like I'm doing all of this stuff. I really, really enjoy that, those disciplines. Mm. I really, really enjoy putting that stuff in gear mm -hmm. and practicing it and practicing it and practicing it and then coming to a place where it's like, all right, cool. So you've done some really solid prep work here. Let's go out and let it go. Yeah, let's go play. Yeah, let's go play and let's see see what shows up. Yeah. It's a curious thing. Like, I'm interested to see what happens here. And so I go out and I play and, you know, it it works. Uh, or, it, I mean, it always works, but it, it just sometimes doesn't, wouldn't go the way that I, I would have liked it to. Right. But, but that's okay. And then I just go back and I keep practicing. I keep, right, it's my craft. It's my think something that i'm interested in and like i said if there's somebody out there that wants to be a part of that that's fine but if if they don't that's fine too like i i don't i'm not relying upon the the need of someone saying to me like you know oh god like this is this is the most amazing thing in the world and like you're you know like it's really ex like super grateful and like very kind thank you so much for like being supportive but it doesn't, it doesn't really, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I'm trying to understand it because yeah. I don't understand why I'm that way either. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense that I could be so stoked and so excited for all these other people. But the moment somebody is that way with me, it doesn't, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm like, it's just another thing. Like, I don't know why I can't accept other people's excitement or like, I can't elevate myself with the excitement others are pre presenting to me about me. I can't elevate with them in that sense. And I sensed it on you with, on the phone with you. You weren't able to, too. Yeah, 100%. You're just there. Yeah, 100%. But that excitement's going on in me. No, no, it was going on in me. Yeah, I know, but I'm feeling like up up to the, like that's my joy comes in from inside. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an inside thing, right? Like yeah, but a, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like same same for me. Yeah. It's weird. Why, why is it? Why is it weird like that? Well, I, I mean, I think it's just. There's just a level of inwardness. There's just a level of contentment. Yeah. Because I'm I'm the same way you are, man. Like when somebody's doing something, I mean. If you were saying to me like, "Hey, dude, I got a, sh I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna play a show. I got, I got this show. I got this gig that I'm gonna do." Man, I'd be in into that. I'd ask, I'd be curious, like, "Hey, so, 
what's your prep look like? And like, what type of genre of music are you going to play? And like, where's the gig? And like, do you need any help with anything? Like, you know, uh, whatever, right? Like I would be engaged in that. And, um, if that, if somebody said that, said that to me, like I had, I had a buddy uh, that said, Hey, like I, you know, do you need a caddy? I said, well, yeah, I do. Would you like to? Cool. Like I got one of my older buddies Mm. been sober a while and we spent, we had a great day. You know what I mean? So there, there, there is this, this thing of being interested in other people. And I used to be solely interested in just myself where I'm just not that fucking important. Like I'm just not that. I, I, I don't, I don't need that anymore. I do it for myself and I do it because I enjoy it. And I do it because it brings me, uh, it's a passion. I'm passionate. Yeah. And, and I think i I think I just realized what it is too. After you shared that is, is for the longest time I was a glutton for the excitement. So not only was I living the excitement and living this, this heightened state of, uh, just, doing cool shit that I really wanted to do that I was afraid to do that I tried to do and then sharing it regularly like making videos making posts making the albums making everything it's like sharing 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 and like I guess it was like it's that that old that old you know what goes up must comes down type situation because that was the toughest times of my entire life because I always fell back into despair. No matter how much I tried to hype myself and fear myself forward and excite myself into cool shit that I had no... A a six-foot-three giant ginger Jew has no business rapping on 107.9 in a a club full of hundreds (laughs) of people. No business, dude. Yet there he was. And then I watched the footage the next day and I listened to the radio replay and I go, who the fuck is that guy? Right. Right? No business. But still was able to do it. So like there right. was this, it was almost as if I, I was playing with myself for so long because I, I, I was so pained. Like that's what the thing that like, so interesting L- looking back and listening when I, when I, when I can, when I can listen to and read and see what it was I was doing, the, the under, the underlying depths of, I mean, you just, I don't know. It's, it makes sense to me now because I was a glutton for the excitement because all I knew was pain. So it was a ma- way for me to mitigate my experience. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's just, it, look, it, for me, it was just uh, looking for external validation. I was looking for ex- external validation because I didn't have any inside. Right? And taking it down a notch or up a notch, however you want to look at it, it's just insecurity. Just so insecure that... I need somebody to validate what it is that I'm doing. And I'm going to chase that and I'm going to chase that and I'm going to chase that. And cool thing is like, I don't need any validation today, right? Like I know what I enjoy. I know what I don't enjoy. I know what I'm good at or proficient at. And I know what I'm not proficient at. And golf is one of those things for me that I'm very proficient at it. And I just enjoy it. I have a passion for it and I'll put the work in and I'll put the time in for it. And that's my, that's my thing. That's just, that's just me. I go to the office and I close a deal and it's a big deal and it brings in a bunch of money to the company. Um, I don't need any validation, man. Like, cause I know, 
I'm proficient at what I do. Mm. Like I don't need to go and get a go and get a drink and like party with the team and you know do lines of cocaine in the bathroom, which you know like whatever. Like no, yeah, it's just that's just not my yeah. thing anymore, right? And I go home after a after a big deal gets done and I just smile and I'm like, man, that's really cool. Wow, like, yeah, what a fun. What a fun thing to have have happen. Like, let's see if we can do it again tomorrow. Right? Yeah. And it goes back all the way to the beginning, being in this place of neutrality, being in this being in this place where I don't take myself too seriously, right? I can I can experience some freedom, right? I can experience some humility and I can experience some integrity and some some just some common sense too, right? Like not having to not having to chase all of this different stuff because I'm, I'm not insecure anymore. Like I'm pretty, secu- I'm a pretty secure person in, in the world. And when there's internal security, then I don't need any security from anybody else. Hmm. So I do it for free and for fun. I do it because I love it. I don't care. I like. I used to have this idea with golf where like I I needed to do it to be someone. Like I wanted to be one of the guys on the TV and like be with my buddies that I played with in college and amateur golf. And like, I need to be a part of that group in order to be, be accepted. Yeah. yeah, There's none of that going on. I have none of that anymore. Like if my motivation in doing it was because that would be something that I'd like to do with my life. I'd like to have it as a living experience, like to travel the tour and to play golf and to face the challenges and to develop a game and to practice. And there's no, I don't need any validation to do it. And if 20 million bucks came out of it, great. If no $20 million came out of it, great. That's fine. That's okay. I don't need it. It's not going to change my perception of who I am and, and my own security. I already, I've got it. It's okay. It took off a long fucking time though, dude. Like oh, it took, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, took yeah. years and years and years yeah, and years I'm, of insecurity. Shit. Yeah, I finally I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying and I understand and I have experienced it and it's taken a long ass time. I thought I had to win out at life. I thought I had to beat it into submission. I thought I had to prove to it that I existed. I had to prove to the world that I was here. Yeah. You know, I had to prove to myself. That's the crazy part. Like the only thing I was fighting was my own judgments on what I was capable of or who I could be. Right. This is a, it was all bullshit. And that's what's so interesting is like it was occurring inside. The war was inside. And that's what I read this the other day. And it was like if the only enemy you're facing is yourself, if the enemy you're facing is yourself, you're in the wrong battle. Like no one, no one wins. If it's you fighting you and the enemy is you, no one ever wins. Right. I always thought it was really, really funny that the only the only thing that I can never get away from is me. I can never get away from me. And I was always trying to get away from me in a multitude of different ways. And the golf, and the relationships, and the alcohol, and the booze, and the extracurricular activities which I enjoyed... Right. Like always wanting to get away from me. And I thought it was so funny that if that's the truth, which I believe it to be, it took me so long to come into unison with myself. Hmm. 
it took me so long to come into unity with but this is where it's really important when you say self because i think it's the capital s self it's the you that shows up in all of us too and all of all the other you's yeah. the me that shows up in you it's so the whole thing i get comfortable with the character i get comfortable with the small s i'm okay with that cuz the small s can be, is in is in much more alignment with the big s and i know that there's a big s i know that there is a there is a a, a self i know there's a universal thing <laughs> so it makes the 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 ego if that's what you want to call it like it makes that not important the personality the character yeah doesn't the character's not not important the other the other one is important and when those when the focus can be taken off of that character right like all that all that dog shit man that like i used to think i was <laughs> i mean it was just so fucking like so crazy right and a lot of times people aren't afraid to tell you that either they're not afraid to tell you that you're an asshole and they're not afraid to tell you that you're arrogant and they're not afraid to tell you that you're conceited and they're not afraid to tell you that you have you know whatever right like great but the problem was is that because i thought that's what it, that's who it was i'm always in this place of 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 defense i'm always trying to defend that that's not what i am that's not who i am that's not who i am that's you know i'm this guy i'm this guy i'm this guy no you're actually showing up as this guy no i'm not like fuck you that's your problem like get away from me right like <laughs> totally defensive yeah now it's like well hey you're acting like an asshole yeah, you're right. I am. Or, you know, hey, uh, you stole something from me. Like, yeah, I did. I did. Or, hey, you really hurt me. I did. I don't have to walk around the fucking bush and, like, avoid it. I did that. I, yeah, you're right. Big, big fucking difference. So I I come into unison more with the with this character and uh it just removes all that other other shit and then you know I can find security. I can find security or you know the other one is like hey you're a, you did a nice thing there and I was like yeah. I think so too. But it's not like give me a pat on the back and tell me you love me and I'm the coolest thing ever you know like fuck fuck that. Yeah, it was just a thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. So it's cool stuff, and to kind of move it around, right? Like when you were talking about the when you were talking about the um, like the thoughts and the the creative stuff with Napoleon Hill. Like for me, that's all that's all play stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that's all. Let's see where this goes. Let's just see. Let's see where. I can, I can take this and, you know, how can I experience this stuff? Like, how can I, how can I move into a life of, of, of more creation and, you know, fine tuning that, right? Like whittling it and fine tuning it and whittling it more and fine tuning it and then maybe scrapping a big chunk of it. And, you know, like that's the, yeah, that's exciting. That's the adventure. That's the experiment. So I want to ask you one more question before we wrap up because we're almost at two hours. So you hear stories about like uh, Yogananda and Sadhguru. I'm going to use those two examples. Yeah. Okay. 
And I know Yogananda, just by reading his autobiography, I'm halfway through, he lived a life, a spiritual life from the get-go. He was interested in understanding spirituality and establishing a relationship with his higher power and working in the realm of divinity in that culture of India from the earliest age. That's what he wanted to do. Same with Sadhu Guru. In essence, he kind of like woke up at a really young age. He started having fun making his own businesses and then just was an awakened master and now he does what he does, right? Yeah. So what do you think so so what do you think it is that's occurring what would you say that is occurring with you in regards to your own enlightenment in the way that we described it which is lightning of self and your own because like we're 33 years old, right? Yeah. So we've had I I know I've had 33 years of trying to do my damnedest to get this thing right and I you know hopefully I'm moving towards it now or at least able to experience the bliss of an afternoon lunch or or just a, a sitting for the sake of sitting. Right. Just being. Like, that's like the dopest thing ever. And knowing that truth is something to feel, not something to, like, it's not something that can truly be communicated. It's something that occurs. Right. So what do you think, what do you think that is? Like, what do you, how do you, how would you look at yourself in relation to people like that? Like, it's like, You've got these stories. You just described this whole experience of having someone steal from you and realizing your reaction had changed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. I still have a great interest in playing the games. So I still have a great interest in uh, experiencing a conscious life. Um, do I claw and scrape and fight? No. I just, I'm not interested in that. But I am interested in awareness and I am interested in playing. I'm interested in seeing where something goes, right? I'm interested if the time's right and making a commitment and being involved. And, um, but I'm not, going I'm not looking to do that asleep I'm just not so f- for work or for uh you know business stuff like like income stuff I'm interested in playing games I'm interested in uh creating a uh an opportunity I'm interested in bringing value um in that game uh, when it comes to relationships you know I'm I'm interested in a partnership I'm interested in uh, being with someone that, uh, you know, we can grow, grow together and have a, have a share, or share some life together. Um, athletics, same thing. Like I still, I'm still interested in my golf. I'm still interested in the difference though, is that I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm not, uh, chasing. So, um, and I'm completely comfortable if none of that ever comes my way or comes into my, my into my life, like the way that I have it sort of <laughs> structured in my mind, <laughs> it's okay. It really is okay. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. You know, I'm okay now. I've been okay for a long time. So. Uh, I still picture the golden retriever just chilling on the porch. <laughs> That's sort of my 
my thing. And guess what? That golden retriever can still move when it needs to. It can still chase down a squirrel when it needs to. It can still it can still do everything that it used to be able to do. It just doesn't find all of the crazy activity necessary anymore. So that's sort of my, that's sort of where, where it is for me. Um, it happened really quick for me. I mean, I'll have to admit like this stuff, this transformation took place really fast and it went from one extreme to the other. And, uh, now I'm just sort of in the middle and, uh, it's cool. You know, it's, it's comfortable. But like I said, I'm going to keep dancing. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep taking a chance. I'm going to keep, you know, experiencing life, the pains, the sufferings, the, you know, the, the, all of that stuff, right? Like I'm still, still interested in that. And I'm also interested in the joys and the happiness and the, the excitement and the peace and the, you know, the stuff on the other side. So it's more of a all encompassing look. Um, but I don't have any interest in like, fuck man, getting a plane ticket to Indy and hanging out in the Himalayan cave. I just don't. <laughs> or, Me either. Or joining some sort of monastery or whatever like yeah you don't need to go on a silent retreat that's not me i'm comfortable right here right now and for me that's good enough boom thanks for tuning in namaste namaste you can keep the dollar i don't want your two cents i don't want to follow i've been feeling pure bliss takes me back to summer oh wait had to find a new way Hadn't been on a plane yet Moved to the beach but we had no money Stay so hot, no it's never gets runny Did what I did, sun down till the sun up Why didn't they tell me this ain't the treadmill to run on? Run on, run on. He showed me the Smith and Wesson Got me a revolution Felt a bit under pressure Life's been dirty, clean dreams have been all white They've been throwing mud since I was off the molly They've been hoping I would never make it to the party Yeah, my life's been dirty, clean dreams have been all white They've been throwing mud since I was off the molly They've been hoping I would never make it to the party Every time I glide on the nine, think about the times that I lay Backseat so faded And I can't even count all the lies that I told before the 10th grade Spent all my time, all the time faking No more faking I heard about the drugs and I had to love them And I got high, yeah, dodging 12 and pushing for nothing We got the lighters, if you got some free shit to smoke We got the pliers, if you need to latch on to hope Cause there ain't none out here, out here, staring at your heart fears. Yeah, your blood might thicken up after a few years, but it doesn't mean nothing if you can sleep here. Sleep here. Yeah, my life's been dirty, clean dreams have been all white They've been throwing more since I was off the molly. They've been hoping I would never make it to the party. Yeah, my life's been dirty, clean dreams have been all white. Since I was off the molly They been hoping I would never make it to the party Yeah, my life's been dirty Clean dreams, I've been all white, buried They been throwing more since I was off the molly